from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of November 28th, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Sean Thompson, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, and Dustin West, as well as Flatty Christy Nasworthy, who paid Teresa extra to have her Flatty here at the table during a recording. So She's wearing well. a pretty pink dress, too, don't you think, Sean? Is it a nightgown or is it a dress? It's a dress. Moo-moo. It's a moo-moo. Yeah. No, Christy doesn't need a moo. Oh, I Christy, just mean I, that. I love Christy. Looks like I, a daishiki. Christy is no. oh, Christy's kimono. Awesome. I fashioned this dress myself. And that's why it looks she like that. She has polka dot leggings. You dressed her like you and She dress. has measles. You're wearing the same color shirt. <laughs> she has rubella. <laughs> hey. Um, all right. In this episode, we are going to talk about some of the holiday events and decorations that we've had a chance to go check out around Walt Disney World. This is not by any means an exhaustive uh, coverage of those of those things, but we have seen quite a bit. Dustin and I, in particular, we've yeah. been out filming and taking photos and stuff, and uh, had a chance, especially at the deluxe resorts. It's the first thing I, I, I kind of want to talk about. The uh, the decorations uh, at the deluxe resorts because uh, there have been years where these things have not been so great. You kind of expect that the deluxes and the moderates and the the values don't uh, don't do the big displays in the in the lobby the way the deluxe resorts do. And you kind of expect I, I don't know I've come to expect that they're going to do something really kind of over the top. And some of them really don't disappoint. Yeah. Uh, the Grand Floridian is a staple. Just absolutely stunning for Christmas. I think that's the only one I had ever seen before. All the others. Yeah, I think that's a popular one. A lot yeah. of people go to the Grand. Uh, of course, the highlight, uh, the, the central piece of the Grand's uh, decorations is the gingerbread house, the life-size gingerbread house with people in it right? selling gingerbread houses and peppermint bark and... All sort, you know, gingerbread shingles, chocolate covered gingerbread shingles, and uh, all that stuff. So that, I mean, that, like I said, that's a staple, right? And worth worth a special trip to go check out. Just how beautiful the lobby looks, how uh, and and what they sell in the gingerbread house. Um, the contemporary did um, now up on the. Uh the, what is it, the third floor, fourth floor? Right, the, the concourse. The concourse. They had where right underneath that huge mural of like goats and desert. Yeah, that's the Mary, the Mary Blair mural. Right. Mural. Mural. <laughs> the, Mary, the Mary Blair mural. Um, the Mary Blair I didn't get a chance to see that. Mural is what you're talking about. Right. Yes. They had a, what I would consider in her same style. I don't know if she had anything to do with the design itself, but they... Well, no, she's dead, so... Is she? Yeah, Mary Blair's Yes, dead. she's yeah. dead. Well, definitely in her style, they created what looks like a, a small world kind of themed... Um, it's, 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 it's a gingerbread... It's a gingerbread Christmas display. Tree. Yeah, so, but it looks like the small world clock mm. and everything that's... You know, yeah, it's at, beautiful. Yeah. It is absolutely... And actually, I have to tell you, um, there have been years where what the 
contemporary did was kind of underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I know they've done this one before, but I really thought this was was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and again, they have a, a counter there where they're selling, you know, gingerbread houses and cookbooks and things like that. And it seems like all of them kind of sell something a little different. The grand uh, gingerbread houses are a bit more elaborate. Uh, those are seventy dollars each, whereas the other ones wow. are thirty five. Um, the difference, though, being that. At least the days that we were there um, at the Grand Floridian, there were just some regular cast members working that register and selling that. At the Contemporary, they had a pastry chef there that was. Yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was there, and he. We didn't talk to him, but he came up to me and said, "If you have any questions about any of this, did stuff. they have samples for you guys? I've been there before where they're handing they will out give little, samples. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Some, yeah, they will give samples if you ask. So, which is really kind of cool. Yeah, because. Um, but then we take the monorail. Mm-hmm. Over to the Polynesian. Oh. Apparently, all of Polynesia is heathen. <laughs> no Christmas in Hawaii. There, I mean, they had they had some you know cursory decorations up, but absolutely nothing was done. Right. Nothing. There was no special display. There was nothing. Nothing. They used to do this huge display uh, made out of chocolate, where they had a volcano, no. and they made like a sea village kind of thing. If they did that, they did not do it. It was well, hidden. They, yeah. they, they hid it or they ate it. Because we were in the Grand Ceremonial House, and that's where I would expect anything big. That's to where it was. Kind of where the pumpkin display was at Halloween. No. Right. Yeah. Um, Nothing. What they had was they had a, a tree upstairs mm-hmm. and then a tree downstairs and then some garland. And, and some the, garland, yeah. The lights Lots are like odd colors. They're like orange and white. Right. They're really dark. Well, I mean, it fits, but. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I was stunned that. A resort that in itself could be a flagship, if it weren't for the grant. Could be a flagship resort with its popularity and its price point. Would do so little. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing with the, with the, with the Polynesian, it seemed, the, the, the general manager of the Polynesian is the same general manager for the Grand Floridian. And it just seems like the Grand gets all the attention and the Polynesian gets forgotten. Think about the room rehabs. Long overdue room rehabs that are just getting started next year. Whereas nothing like that would ever be allowed to happen at the Grand. Right. You have this amazing display at the Grand. This amazing explosion of Christmas when you walk into the Grand. And nothing. Virtually nothing at the Polynesian. I don't understand it. I mean, it's almost like the Polynesian has been forgotten about. It's what it feels like to me. And... When you have a resort that's that popular and that good, you know, even even when the rooms needed were in desperate need of rehab, it was still a great resort. Still a great resort. Still a great place to stay. I'd stay there again tomorrow, regardless of whether the rooms are rehabbed or not. So when you have something that popular and that good, why why would you? I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. When every other deluxe resort did something. And you're the only one that didn't. Well, they had a tree, right? They had a tree. I'm saying, <clears throat> Port Orleans has a tree. All of them have a tree. All right. of them have garland. All of them have some, you know, basic decorations right. up. The deluxe resorts are known for doing these elaborate, right. you know, chocolate Come displays that yeah. take, you know, mm-hmm. that are like massive. So, by, by, by contrast, the Yacht Club. The Yacht Club did a chocolate carousel. Oh, was it in the Yacht Club this year? 
No, that was it's a beach, oh, the beach club. club. Beach yeah. club. I'm sorry. Beach club did a chocolate carousel. Absolutely stunning, stunning, and the detail that goes into it, the artistry mm-hmm. yeah. that goes into yeah. it. And that's one of the smallest lobbies, too. So you really don't have a... It's not an excuse that we don't yeah, have exactly. the room that yeah. the Grand Floridian has. And, you know, they also have their little gingerbread store um, there in the lobby, yep. as did the Yacht Club, as did the Boardwalk. Uh, the Boardwalk did this adorable... Again, done in chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, this little living room christmas display with uh, it looked like donald duck hanging from inside the fireplace yeah um and you know you you go around these resorts and you see this stuff and you're like wow i mean because it really requires something extraordinary it really does and it's beautiful and it's a great thing to do that doesn't cost any money uh when you're in Disney World for the holidays. So when you're doing that and you go to the yacht club or the beach club and you go to the boardwalk, um, you go to the yacht club. Now, the yacht club did something up until I saw the Polynesian. You know, I was disappointed with the with the yacht club because basically, I mean, what they do is a Christmas village. It's all the Department 50. What is it? Department 54, 56. 56. Right. It was like Department 56 had a fire sale. Yeah. <laughs> and the yacht club just bought everything up and put it out. Um, but I mean, they put some time and effort into it and it's a big display and it's it cute. And it goes um, along with all the other Christmas decorations they have in the lobby. Correct. That really make it feel Christmassy in there. It does. It does. And you know, at first I'm like, okay, they kind of phoned this in. But then when I went to the Polynesian, it's like, wow, you yeah. did nothing. You just didn't even try. At least the yacht club put some effort into it. All, all the other, all the other resorts, excluding the Polynesian, all the other resorts, when you walk into that lobby, you f- you suddenly realize, oh, it's Christmas. But you, didn't, you didn't have to go looking for but it. But something right. I noticed in the beach club lobby that I did not notice in any of the other ones was that smell of sugar cookies right. that they're piping in for the holiday. And it just added that little extra mm-hmm. touch. And it, it really, that surrounds you. You're, you're thinking, I am in the Christmas season right now. Yes. This is fantastic. Whereas when you walk into the Polynesian, it's like, oh, grandma put the tree up. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's Grandma exactly and Boca. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that, you know, because that's something a lot of people love to do is go around to the resorts and see the displays. And You can spend a whole day doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a great day. And you stop and you have lunch. Mm-hmm. You stop and you have dinner. And, you know. Right. Um, Even Wilderness Lodge. They do great decorations there. Wilderness Lodge didn't do a, a big. Like a display, display. A centerpiece kind of thing. But. But first of all, you have that massive tree. Yeah, it's gigantic. It's huge. Yeah. That's in the center of the lobby. And the way the, the way the lobby is decorated at Wilderness Lodge, with that look, with all that wood that and that feel and that fireplace, it just screams Christmas. Mm-hmm. Do they still have the deer up above the, um, the doorway? Yes, they do. The light-up deer? It, yes. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, plus they have, like, you know, they've done things... Kind of all around, little touches, little pieces, along with that tree, along with just the way the you know the lobby looks. Again, you feel like you're walking into you're walking into Christmas, and for the Polynesian to have absolutely done comparatively nothing. Maybe it's not done. Maybe I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping, but we were there last week, right? And all this stuff for all the other resorts was up. So I mean, maybe something happened, and the Poly got. Sidetracked. I don't know. 
I'm hoping that's what it is and that they put something up. But I thought that was particularly disappointing. Um, but hmm. other than that, because I have complained in years past about resorts not doing enough. I have to say the deluxe, I thought all the deluxes, with the sole ex- exception of the poly, right. did amazing. Really did an amazing job. With the Yacht Club kind of being a little bit lower on the on the tier, but still they, they put effort in, they did something nice. Still has that Christmas feel in the lobby. Yeah, definitely. You know, you feel like, you know, you're there for the holidays. And it's the one part about them doing this in early November that I think is really cool. That people who aren't able to be there the week before Christmas can still kind of have that that experience. So I I I really I was it really did it did I, I was really like into it. It was really cool. Then we went into Epcot. We went to Epcot. And again, we're going around because we're filming. And we're trying to make Epcot look Christmassy. <laughs> they don't make it easy if you're going around World Showcase. We have a wreath here. We have a strand of garland here. There were a few exceptions. There that... were a few exceptions. But the countries do do their own little Christmas. Do-do. Do-do. They do-do. They, do-do. <laughs> they have their little Christmas storytellers and... They That's do, the they thing. They do some cool things. That each of the each of the lands. Um, it's interesting. America has three. They have Santa Claus, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa, different times throughout the day. And it's funny. The one country that never does anything on any event, <laughs> they pull it out. They pull it out for Christmas. Yeah. Is the American Pavilion. And I think Canada has the tale of the lumberjack journeying to find Santa. Okay, where was that? Because it's right next to the. Uh, um, I just forgot. What's the band's name? Oh, Off Kilter? Yeah, it's right next to the stage. Oh, right. Okay, I saw that little... China has the Monkey King. Right. Love it, love it. We talked about that on our call-in show. Uh, Right, the the Monkey Monkey King, King. yeah. Germany has Helga. Helga. Helga was the name of my first iPhone. Helga Pataki. That's right. Remember Helga? Um, So I think... I've not done all of these, but I think that's a great... I think that's kind of cool. It definitely adds something because those are typically in between each country or off to the side a little Mm -hmm. bit. But the actual buildings themselves, there are certain countries that would really lend themselves to that kind of Christmas, throwing up the garland, throwing up the wreaths, having trees, changing the music. There's certain countries that it would really benefit. Germany. Morocco. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Morocco, Japan, and China, maybe not. In Mexico, even a little. Well, uh, we'll get to Mexico. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like the outside of the pyramid, you're not going to right, put lights. Right, true. Inside, on, yeah. Inside, but inside they did. Inside they, they did, did have lots of you know little Christmas lights and things like that. That was kind of cool. My point being that certain ones did a pretty good job. Germany did pretty good. America, like you said, did fabulous. Yeah. But then the United Kingdom, there was nothing. Nothing. There was seriously there was one piece of garland above the little bar outside of uh, Rose and Crown, yeah. like the walk up mm-hmm. bar that you can where Canada. You very little, right? Very little in Canada. You had the, you had the little wreath with the, you know, that was some. Canadian. They should have Scrooge walking around England, don't you think? You well, they, I think that, I kind of make could, it. I, no, they I could I, really I, pull I, it out. I think, on a broader sense, the Dickensian characters. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, kind of. I think you bring could, out that. You could make that because that's a, like, that, that looks like a little English village. Yeah. So exactly. why not? You know, why not do that? See, I don't know if like that kind of decoration is the responsibility of Epcot or if it's the responsibility of the host nation. 
Because mm. I know the host nation is responsible for, like, you know, a lot of the costs and things like that. It's part of their tourism. Well, they need to cough it up then. Cause... Yeah, well, Great Britain has no money. Well, <laughs> right now. They're, well, they're... wonder why. Oh, never mind. Yeah. But, you know, now in Future World, mm-hmm. coming into the park, there's definitely, you know, there's definitely that, that Christmas feel with the, some the topiaries as you right. walk in. With the big Christmas tree, which it's is huge, the massive Christmas tree that's at the uh, the entrance to World Showcase as you come from Future World into World Showcase. We will not mention the, the absence of the lights of winter. Um, <laughs> Kathy's not here. Kathy's not here, but you know, in, in her moment and, of the, and those went across that bridge, right? Right, the bridge. Yeah, yeah. The bridge they were between, cool. They were cool. They were great. They were great. They were and awesome. We could make five million lights dance at Hollywood Studios every night. We can't make. A few trellises with lights on them dance because the tech, we don't have the technology. That's so sad. But you know, I thought Future World looked looked nice. Right. You no. know, I wasn't overwhelmed, but it was nice and Christmassy. Felt Christmassy. And we didn't see it, but apparently they have a fountain stage show um, that, that was all set up for that. And the in the trees, once you get into the uh, Interventions Plaza, are like purple and blue and green right. metallic looking mm-hmm. trees. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of cool, yeah. It was kind of cool. Jetsons-y. It kind was. Of, yeah. Well, yeah, they do that gospel, the gospel show where they have a choir singing. Well, that, yeah, the uh, uh, Joyful. Um, right, that's what it was. Yeah. Goes on uh, 115, 215, 315, and 415 every day uh, at the stage in front of the fountains. Is, is that a new addition this year? No, that was. They did it last year. They did it really last year, good. Yeah. yeah. They're excellent. They're okay. incredible. Um, this is where Epcot, any criticisms of what's not done around Epcot go out the window because they do have joyful but of course they have the candlelight procession right, right and look i am not a particularly religious person um i was raised in a religious home i carry a lot of those beliefs with me but it's not you know i'm not you know overly religious there is something to be said for disney the most politically correct company on earth for doing this show this show has no secular music in it whatsoever. This is the story of Christmas from the Bible. These are the religious Christmas songs that are performed. Uh, the celebrity narrators read the, the, the story of Christmas from the Bible. It's the Bible passages that they're reading. Um, Disney does not shy away from that. Disney, you know, there were times there was. A couple of years ago, they were including a little piece for Hanukkah, which they no longer do. And it's now this is Christmas. This is a Christmas show. Right. Just let it be what it is, you know? I, let it be what it is. I, I think it's more of a slap in the face to add Hanukkah, you know, because it's just like, oh, and by the way. And by the way, yeah, exactly. You know? We wish you a happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I, I, you know, I saw it, I did the dinner package I do every year. I'm actually doing it multiple times this year. Um, but I did the dinner package uh, last week. Uh, we had uh, dinner or lunch, excuse me, because it was one one thirty, one forty five, when we ate at the Rose and Crown, which was a great meal. Yeah, it was, it was great. Delicious. Fish and chips were awesome. And I had the bangers and mash like I always do. And uh, saw Gina Davis. In the first performance of the year, on Friday, last Friday night, she was wonderful. 
She, I love her. I she's just, so beautiful. She's so gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and just the whole show. And, you know, years ago when they stopped, when, when priority was given to people on the dining package, I ranted that, you know, you shouldn't be making people pay money to see this. And maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. But I'll be honest with you. I forgot what I paid for it. $50, $60 a person for the lunch and and the show. You watch a show like that. There's just no complaining. There's no complaining about what you paid for. None. It's an amazing show. It is an amazing show. And plus the food you got, too. The food was great. The experience was great. The experience was great. And I felt bad for the standby line because... When I don't know how many people got in. Very few people yeah. get in. I think got in that night. Yeah. It all depends on how many people have bought the dinner package. Mm-hmm. Dinner package gets first priority. And you know, before they started letting standby people in, most of the theater was full with people from the package. And it was Thanksgiving weekend, so right. it was busy. So people probably bought a lot of packages. But right, but yeah, we saw it last year for the first time in the pouring down rain, and still loved it. Yeah, kids were still, you know, just. <laughs> Enjoying themselves, we're seeing, we're doing it um, this Thursday for Neil Patrick Harris and the the choir. I mean, you've got. I mean, most of the choir, the vast majority of the choir, are high school students yeah. from local high schools who have gr- to audition, and they get. I guess determining on, I don't know how they rank them, but some years the schools that are ranked higher in their ability, I guess, get more performances. Like, mm-hmm. um, great. this is Grace. Grace's fourth year doing it. The first year, I think they had six performances. The second year, they had one. They had a new choir director that year at the high school. Okay, mm-hmm. so so she doesn't go and audition herself. It's it's their the school whole, choir. The whole school, the school choir director, chorus teacher, sends in a tape okay. of the students doing you know their songs. And then they know several weeks later they get a, a they get a list of how many performances they have. This year I think they have five or six, and Disney gives each child tickets mm-hmm. to get into the park for each performance. For they each do each performance. They do. They get a free ticket. They get a free ticket. So, and they Grace had her first one yesterday, and they the school buses them over, and Disney feeds them. They usually get to meet the speaker. In some one form or another. Oh, cool. So sometimes it de- it actually depends on who the speaker. Sometimes do they get to see them or do they get to smell them? But mm. all all the above depend. It depends on the person. It just depends on if the person is um, who is the Garcia guy. Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia makes himself very accessible. He comes in and where the kids are, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Others. Just get a passing wave as they're walking, you know, depending on the person. So I think it's it's pretty cool. Did Neil Patrick Harris? He, I think he comes in where the kids are. So, and makes you know Grace could make eye contact several times. She said I made direct eye contact. He looked like you know, which I think is cool. And they and she's kind of sad. This is her last year doing it. So anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Now the the choir on the right and the left in the yellow robes are the high school students uh, in the center. In the green robes, making up the Christmas tree, are cast members, which Sean, at one point, you were. Yeah, I did it last point. year. You did it last year. Yeah. So uh, there's about seventy to seventy-five people in the tree. And tell me yeah. about the experience. Yeah. So uh, it's a cast choir, and there's no audition, but it's extremely competitive. So 
Uh, in the past two years, they've done it in a uh, kind of a lottery. So you would sign up for like a four-day period, and then they would choose you. And so it's easier for guys to do it, to be honest, because uh, not many guys want to sign up for it, but it's really competitive for the girls, the Sopranos and the so, Altas. So are they looking for a certain mix of men and women, and that's why the odds are better It goes by singing men. part. So. And there's no audition? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Really? Yeah. This is what shocked me, is that they do not audition the cast members. But there's four months of rehearsals. Yeah. So yeah. you can get kicked out. Because Grace said last night, the girl behind her knew absolutely none of the lyrics and, and was it, you could hear her she's like she's like she was babbling behind me <laughs> in the cast choir or no in, in her school in the oh, high school and it yeah. wasn't with her group because she would it, her choir director would never have let this person go yeah i don't know what it's like for i mean kids. i've heard these songs for months coming out of her bathroom as she uh-huh. sings in the shower night after night after night to this music so i know what goes into the rehearsal i'm just shocked that you don't have Yeah, for the cast member choir there's like overnight rehearsals where you go from like 10 p.m to 2 a.m and you do everything yeah it's it's extensive and you don't get anything until you do an actual performance well when you see a show when you see the show clearly i mean it's so polished it's Mm -hmm. so i mean they have to they must be rehearsing for months because oh, yeah. there's no way you just throw that together yeah i think the sign-ups in august and then the first rehearsal is like the first week of september wow yeah and it amazes me that because all these different choirs are rehearsing by themselves and when you put them all together and you mix all the different parts in it just it sounds like they've been all together forever yeah. you know it's pretty cool and you were telling me that um you know, it happens a lot because you're on, you're in these robes, you're under these lights. It happens almost every performance where someone passes out. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's really hot up there because the lights are so close to you, and you're so close. They even tell you not to wear any kind of cologne or perfume because you're so close to other people that you can really bother someone. Uh, right. And uh, they actually have a camera, so there's a guy sitting above the the audience watching. Right. He's like and, he's in, he's in this like little crow's nest yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And they're inspecting to make sure no one's passing out. And they, they have people, handlers, to go Run on you. and get them. And you can, you can see the people because you sit yeah. and watch. They should and get you a can claw see machine. them starting to, Just. starting to waver a little bit. You know? Well, because what happens is people stand up there and they lock their knees. And so between the heat and the close proximity and then your knees locking, yeah. it's so easy to pass out. Yeah. yeah. So, But it's down. an absolutely spectacular performance. Um, if you really want to see it, I highly recommend getting the Candlelight Processional Dinner Package. Mm-hmm. Um, or take your chances on the standby line. If you're going to do the standby line, get there hours yeah. in advance. You want to be as close to the front of that line as you can be because I, I really don't know, especially if you're going on a weekend, I would think. Yeah, it's different for different days, so it's depending on the narrator, too. So if you're there on a day where it's not you know, a such popular person. but Whoa. Well, they're I mean, all popular. Well, I mean, well, I, I will I know, tell you I this year, this year in particular, they have... Uh, it's a great lineup this it year. It is an incredible yeah. line. I think this is the best lineup I've ever seen. You had Gina Davis, you have Neil Patrick Harris, Whoopi Goldberg, Andy Garcia, Blair Underwood. Go when Blair Underwood's there. Um, <laughs> His newsy James James Denton, if you're a uh, Desperate Housewives fan. Uh, Jody Benson, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leah Salonga. I think I don't think she'll be overly popular because I don't think a lot of people know who she is, but she is absolutely one of the most phenomenal Broadway actresses, singers you will ever, 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 ever have the chance to see. Um, Alfre Woodard, she's an amazing actress. That's one of the ones I'm going for. Uh, Trace Atkins, the country singer. Gary Sinise, of course. He's always is he Christmas? Mm. He's always there. He's always there. I was there the first year he did it. 
And I think it was the first night he did it. And at the end of it, you know, when they say something to the audience, mm-hmm. he sa- he, you could tell he was absolutely blown away by the whole experience. He had no idea, I think, what he was walking into. Mm-hmm. And he said, this was the most amazing thing of all the things I've done. This was so incredibly special. If Disney will have me back, I will come back every year. Mm-hmm. And he it has does. been back every year since. Yeah. He actually missed last year. Oh, something happened. But, so, yeah. yeah, there was but he, something mm-hmm. he, at the last minute. And uh, Amy Grant... Uh, after Gary Sinise and, of course, Marley Maitland, which I understand watching Marley Maitland do it is really something yeah. special because she's doing it in sign language. Mm-hmm. Her interpreter is there, actually. That's actually a very competitive one. So when you're in the cast choir, you can request one show that you're almost guaranteed to get into, and that one al- almost always fills up first. Wow. Yeah. People love doing that show. So someone else is speaking for her. Correct. It's her, uh, uh, Jack Jason. If you watched uh, uh, Celebrity Apprentice when she was on, I believe that Jack Jason was her... Uh, interpreter on the show oh, okay. and uh but they have it in sign language every night where there's you know uh-huh. for the rest of the mm-hmm. nights too did they have it the night we were yeah, I didn't yeah they see do it. it's off to the side yeah every show every show has it they're really fun to watch too. actually yeah they're beautiful i mean yeah, yeah it's not just like you know you know mechanical sign language they're performing right. these these sign language yeah. interpreters are performing the show i have a friend that does that oh really he also does sign language uh, interpretation on the cruise ship for some of the uh, Oh wow! Some of those shows as well. Yeah, they are especially during the candlelight. That's yeah. beautiful to watch, mesmerizing to watch. You start watching them. So, candlelight processional, absolutely fabulous. Let's go move over to Hollywood Studios. Talk about the Osborne lights. And again, yeah. you know, um, you know, I do whine about the fact that they're not decorating uh, the parks. Uh, you know, just like the main drag gets decorated. And, you know, I, I kind of complained about, about that. But somebody pointed something out to me. A friend of mine pointed something out to me that I just didn't think of. And it has actually changed my mind about this. Like, okay, they don't decorate the whole park. But they do candlelight processional. Or they do Osborne lights. Or they do the Christmas party. It's the Christmas weenie. And it's like, okay... Okay, you're right. You're right. Because the rest, you know, I, I, I'm comparing it to all these other places that don't do those things. Right. And so, you know, that costs money and that costs. So I have to retract a rant. I have to retract a rant. It's unfair. Because you know what? Osborne lights? Uh, come on. I mean, it's really outrageous. I could, I could, I could be there night after night. And you would always see something new, and you always have a different experience. We, to put up the videos that we put up, we were there for two different nights, for two hours each night, which was the, uh, for those nights was the duration it was running, sat and listened to every song multiple times, recorded every song multiple times, had to listen back to it and watch it again as we edited, never got old. No. Never got old. What got old was standing. Right. (laughs) Standing. Trying to keep people from running into the tripods because it's dark and you're looking around, which is understandable. Um, How was the crowd? Crowds were big. Yeah, crowds, crowds were, big. were big. And Disney, and I know, you know, there's a, a few gripes about this, but it actually, it actually really helps. Um, Disney's crowd management for the Osbournes, they filter everybody down to uh, Lights, Motors, Action. So that it's kind of like a one-way 
system. You you come from around yeah. the Muppets, go all the way down to Lights, Motors, Action, and then come up uh, New York Street. If they had all those um, different little entrances that go to New York Street open, it would just be a cluster. Yeah, it would so be. they have a nice little system going on. It's kind of inconvenient to have to walk all the way around. But and it always seems to bottleneck right at the entrance. People always just stop. And, yeah. They do. Yeah. What they the have to take that, that initial photo, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was odd, too. It's like, okay, people. Yeah. Know, you're, you're just at the beginning here. Yeah. You know, oh, I just want to shove them through. Now, correct me. Nine songs? It's totally played, nine. Yeah. Uh, every night. Um, at least once. Right. Some repeat. Some repeat. Some don't. Uh, but always a different, you know. Each one of the songs has their own programming for the light show. And that's why we wanted to get multiple angles when we did our videos, not just do one angle. We wanted to get multiple angles right. so you can kind of see how they... And it really is. I mean, they're incredible to watch. They're absolutely incredible. Uh, the ones that we videotaped and put up, uh, March of the Wooden Soldiers, Christmas Eve, Mad Russians Christmas, Christmas is starting now, Winter Wonderland, and Feliz Navidad. And I have to say my personal favorite is Mad Russian Christmas. That one's good, yeah. That's my favorite of the ones that they do. And that's uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Right. Correct. Yep. Yeah, that one's really good. My, my favorite is uh, Christmas Eve. And there's I, I'm not sure if that's Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's what yeah, I, it is. Okay, that's yeah. what I've always been... That's all I, what I've always known it as. But I kept trying to like run it through Shazam and Google and it comes up as like some different band. So yeah, yeah, I wasn't, oh. wasn't sure. No, I'm pretty sure it is. Well, based on YouTube views, uh, our viewers agree with you. Christmas Eve by far yeah. is the most popular one, one of these. One of my favorite Christmas um, songs followed by March of the Wooden Soldiers. And then, uh, let's see, Winter Wonderland, Feliz Navidad, or no, Mad Russian Christmas, Feliz Navidad, and then, uh, Christmas is starting now. So, um, did y'all find the purple cat? I don't want to know where it's at because I'm going to find it. Myself. I didn't find it. No, I didn't. Find we weren't looking for it. We were yeah. too busy trying to trying to film. Yeah. And I'm really, uh, you know, we we did something different with the filming on these. One of the angles that we used on some of the videos was a uh, was a fisheye lens. That so you you know and we and we we used that uh, on San Francisco Street, right? Which has that lighted canopy. That they do all these different designs on, and those shots—they're wild—are absolutely wild. You have to go check them out. Um, they're on our YouTube channel. Will be links to that in the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. While you're there watching the videos, do me a favor, do Dustin a favor, subscribe to our channel. You get notified every time we put up a new video. We've been putting up a lot of yeah. great videos. Dustin's been doing some great stuff. Thank you on the YouTube channel. So and share it. Share it. On Facebook, tell Twitter, your <laughs> tell your friends, tell your friends' friends. But uh, absolutely, Osborne Lights, one of the highlights every year for the studios. The studios. Right. Uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at the Magic Kingdom, we've already covered. Mm-hmm. You can go back and listen to that on a previous show. Animal Kingdom really only does the Jingle Jungle Parade, which I have still yet to see. Ever? I love, this, I love the music from it. I love the music from it, but I have not seen that parade. It's a really cute parade. Nor have we gotten over to Animal Kingdom Lodge. We understand that it looks absolutely amazing yeah, for the holiday. We have not gotten over there. That's why that wasn't included. But for those people that are going to Animal Kingdom during the Christmas season, just keep in mind with the theming of that park, it's not quite as Christmassy as the other ones. But they do 
They do. They, they do, do some stuff. They do some they stuff, do. and it, it's really cute, and I think you'll enjoy it. You won't forget that it's Christmas when you're in Animal Kingdom. They should put giant Christmas ornaments on the tree in life. <laughs> yes, that's what they should do. Put a big star up on top. <laughs> but um, I, I have to say, um, you know, this is the first year in a while that, because we really needed to, like, shoot a lot of stuff. I mean, the last time we put Candlelight Processional up in a, a video was five years ago. So that needed to be done again. A lot of this stuff needed to be done new. Some of it we hadn't done at all. So uh, getting a chance to go around and see all of it, um, I have to say, really, some great stuff. I loved the Christmas party. I loved the Candlelight Procession. Yeah. loved the Osborne. loved what I saw at all the deluxe resorts, with the exception of the Polynesian, because <laughs> there was nothing there for me to see. Um, this is the most Christmas stuff I've seen at Walt Disney World at in one like very short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. really kind of puts me in the Christmas spirit. It's, I love it. Put a tree up at your house. No, Dustin. it didn't put me in that much of a Christmas spirit. Well, I see. I wasn't going to decorate. I really wasn't. I wasn't going to, and then I, and I did. How can you not decorate? Cause I'm, do you not believe? <laughs> I believe it. Christmas exists. Yes. Um, why are I'm we looking right at you? No, I, tree up. I don't put it up cause I go to my parents' house and they put a tree up. Are you there now? Are no. you there? It doesn't. It's not just about Christmas Day. Okay. It's about the season. It's the reason for the season. Decorate, just a little. Okay, bit. that is not the reason for the season. But okay. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's not just. I mean, I realize that it is about Christmas Day. The Several thousand Christmas. Christians just cringed when you said that. They know what it's it means. Also, want to mention uh, Downtown Disney. You can meet Santa over there. Also, Goofy Santa, Fort Wilderness uh, Resort and Campground. They have holiday sleigh rides. Yes. Right. Those start in early December. Um, the decorations at Fort Wilderness, too. Yeah, the individual campgrounds. A lot, of, a lot of the Fort Wilderness regulars will, as a matter of fact, when you check into Fort Wilderness at this time of year, in your welcome packet is a very detailed piece of paper with what you're allowed to do and what you're not in terms <laughs> oh, of decorating wow. your campground. But like you Clark go, Griswold trying to... <laughs> well, you know, some people really go all out, and it's really cool what they do. And if you get a chance to drive over into Fort Wilderness and just kind of, you know, putz around a little bit. Uh, there is some really cool st- uh, things to see. It's a good point to mention that. Um, what else am I forgetting? Um, there's a Catholic religious service uh, December 25th at the Contemporary Resort. Just Catholic? Uh, or the Baptist go? The Catholic Mass. Where did Baptist go? Yeah, really. You're ca- Corey's Catholic. You're representing the Catholic Church here. Yeah, so represent your... Represent my people. <laughs> Represent your people. <laughs> my Baptist people. No, Protestant service is at 9 a.m., Catholic Mass, um, 8 a.m. and 10.15. Oh, the Catholics get two and we only get one? Yeah, this is at What's uh, that about? Contemporary Resort Fantasia Ballroom. Pope going to be there? <laughs> and you know what? We were over at Art of Animation, and they've got some pretty cool decorations. Up. I know it's a, you know it's a value, but their tree is really themed to... The resort. That's yeah. Cool. It's really cool. I mean, it, it's white, isn't it? They did like a contemporary kind of theme with yeah. a white tree and then colored decorations. Co- yeah. Right. I, I don't want anybody to think that, you know, the other resorts don't do anything at all. They do. They, you know, put up a tree and they put up some decorations. Right. We yeah. focused on the deluxes because they do these really elaborate displays. Yeah, they usually go all out. And uh, want to talk about that. But. Uh, well, my house must be deluxe then because <laughs> we go all out and like value across the table there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that will do it for this show. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, 
Have a great holiday and a Merry Christmas. Christmas.